What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest, musician, multidisciplinary creative, Javel. We met at GLAD's Black Queer Creative Summit, and we had a really dope conversation about our journeys and how they aligned, and we got deep. So I'm excited for y'all to get into this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. We met at GLAD's Black Queer Creative Summit. I came to, actually, our birthdays are like a couple of days apart. Literally, I think yeah. it's like two. Because you're the 14? Mm -hmm. That's my dad's birthday. Yeah, yeah, I think you told um, me that, too. <laughs> I'm the 11. But I had the opportunity to celebrate your birthday with you. Your 30th birthday. I know. Which is really dope. I would say you are a, I would call you a multi, multi-disciplined artist, polymyth of sorts. <laughs> everybody welcome JaVel to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you feeling today? I'm good. You know, thinking about the next two months and how I'm going to end the year, reviewing my year, seeing where I was tested and whether I learned, actually learned. So that's where I'm at. Very reflective. You know what? The end of the year is always very reflective for mm -hmm. me. I guess what I would love to do is talk about your journey up to where our journeys have aligned. Okay. But before <laughs> I go there, how has it been being 30? Oh, great question. So when I was like 17, I kind of set out on this journey, which is funny that you brought it to essentially create the person that I was going to be at 30. Like, you know, you don't just wake up one day. That's really dope. And a lot of the things I did accomplish, some of them I did not. But what I'm reveling in is the idea that I created the man that I wanted to be. Man. So it's been great. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's really dope. So... Like I said, kind of backtracking, what has your journey been like as a Black queer man? Like, what was your, I'm trying to reframe yeah. uh, coming out, but what was your sure. journey of inviting <clears throat> in people to your sexuality? So for me, it, it goes way back to like high school. Actually, a little more before that, but uh, where I... I, it started to make sense. Yeah. It was around high school. Okay. And let's just say those were some very dark times. <laughs> yeah. Very, very dark. Because um, I am Caribbean. And let's just say it did not pan out in the most light, positive way. Which, of course, you know, around certain ages, that can send you down some spirals, which, you know, I did. But again, that's why the age of 17 sticks out to me a lot. Because it was like the moment where... It really, really was like sink or swim. Yeah. Like sink or swim, if you understand what I'm trying to say. And I was like, you know what? I can figure out my life in my own way. Yeah. If people are meant to catch up, then they will. Yeah. If they don't, then it is what it is. That's real. And, you know, a couple of years back, my mom and I, we had a very brief discussion, like reviewing back in which... It was very healing. Certain things were, you know, said and said. Yeah. And, That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, but now I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like 
sitting in all the joy that it brings because yeah. we tend to forget that there is joy there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you have community okay. when you were uh, coming up? So, yes and no. Around that age again, I went to LaGuardia. Okay. Performing Arts High School. I saw that Azalea Banks. You know, we got some names Nikki up Minaj, in there. We got some know, names. JaVale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, it wasn't strange for me to be around it and okay. see it. You know what I'm saying? In fact, it was like more so like, oh, your parents are coming with us? You cool? But what ended up happening was I'm an only child. Yeah. And my love for my family at that time superseded myself. Yeah. So that's around the age where you're like, oh, my God, I could change something. I could do something. So I really did try. Yeah. Like, I, re I really, like, if you've known anything about my personality is I'm going to tell you that I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it. So I'm the same way. So for me, that included like there were certain people that I would talk to. I stopped talking to them. There was this one guy I remember on the train. We used to see each other every morning. Stop talking to him. Wow. Listen, I was like, you are going to fix this. This is a problem. Figure it out. Yeah. And let's just say I <laughs> figure it out. And it, there, there are moments in life where you're like faced with just like some hard, hard truths. Yeah. And that was one of them. So for me, the understanding of who I was wasn't necessarily the most beautiful moment back then. Yeah. So that's why something like where we met means the world. Yeah. Because not only am I, not only am I finding the community, but I'm like healing the damage that I did back then, you know? That's, that's really dope to hear. Looking back, what type of support do you wish that you had or not wish, but like what, what support do you feel like you would have needed at that time in your life? You know, it's crazy. I think I had, <laughs> this sounds like such an oxymoron, but I feel like I had at the time the support that I needed. Yeah. Even though there were certain areas where it wasn't there. I guess you can say my aunt, huge support system, would not be here without her today. Certain friends that I knew at that time wouldn't be here without them today. Yeah. So it's like, I felt like it was balanced. <laughs> yeah. Where I wasn't like, even though I was an only child, I wasn't completely alone, even though sometimes I would isolate and foster that feeling within me. But at the end of the day, I was never alone. Yeah. And I'm pretty spiritual too, so... It was God along too with me. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm curious to know what was that like for you because I know for myself mm -hmm. in my journey, yeah. I've always felt a connection to God, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, going to church, being in spaces mm -hmm. where you almost feel this feeling of like invalidation. For me, it made me deny myself in mm -hmm. a sense. Does that make sense? Like. Yep. You know, I was in denial of my own sexuality of this fear of I might go to hell, you know? So, like, how how were you able to overcome that, like, still be connected yeah. spiritually while still, you know, being your full self? You know, it's crazy. I think what I went through and who I am actually made my faith stronger because if everything and everyone within it is telling you the most obscene and negative things about it it takes like a real true faith to be like i hear you but that's not what my spirit's saying 
You're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get real, 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 real with you right now. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, well, maybe like some of my closest friends know this, but like what I meant by like the whole sink or swim idea after, you know, really like trying, like I told you, I told you the actions that I took. Yeah. There was this moment in my shower and it was, it's like, I would say the second time, but the main time where I was like, damn, if there was ever a time where I would have ended it, man, it would have been that day. Man. And I remembered I was in the shower and I was, I was crying. I was crying so bad. Cause I was like, dang, like I, I did everything, everything. Why is this not working? And I was just like, you know what? It's time. Yeah. And I swear to you, some people don't think I'm crazy. Um, some people going to be like, mm, he capping, but no, in that moment, I, I heard a voice. It wasn't my own voice. It was like, it's weird to explain what it was. But it was very loud and it was very clear. And it said to me, I knew your life would be hard, but I gave you all the tools to get through it. And I kid you not, off the top of my head, I just started singing a song. I yeah. started making it up as I was going along. And I hopped out the shower and one of my friends, she was working, no, she was going to school at NYU and she was doing the Clive Davis program. So yeah. I hopped out the shower and got like a text from her. She was like, I'm doing my final project. Love to have you on. Wow. Love to have you on. We could do an original or a cover. And then next thing you know, we recorded it. And even then I was like, nah, this is crazy. I was like, I was like, nah, this is crazy. I was like, no one's ever going to believe this at yeah. all. Like what serendipity, what are the odds that that were to happen to me? So I go testing it again. <laughs> yeah. So we recorded it. And at first I was trying to sell it because I didn't necessarily see myself as the artist. Yeah. But every time I tried to sell it, someone was like, mm, no, that's you. That's your song. Wow. I was like, mm. I was mad because I'm yeah. like, somebody take this song. Yeah. And then I remember there was one night where I was just thinking back on the idea of that. And I was just like, yo, if all of this is real, if what I'm going through is a part of my story, give me another sign. Yeah. Kid you not, kid you not. Um, the producer at the time, she texted me and she was just like, Javel, you won't believe what just happened. I was like, what happened? She was like, my computer crashed and I lost everything I've worked oh on. Oh my gosh. But your song. Wow. And I was like, all right, heard, <laughs> heard. <laughs> and you know, I, she was one of those people that I was open with. And you know, I told her, I was like, Sorry, sis, I, I did say it. She was like, don't you ever in your life <laughs> do something like that? <laughs> like, I got you, I got you. So yeah, it, it, it all made me just that much stronger and searching inside versus like outside because a lot of the times I would have to look for community, yeah. for everything when literally everything is inside. And it literally mm. took my darkest moment. Yeah, I'm sure. For I that to happen. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I'm glad you were able to come out of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How big of a role has your art and your creativity been in your journey of healing? After you finish listening to this episode, make sure you take a minute in whatever streaming service you are listening to to listen to my latest music project called Desert Thoughts 
There's two versions of it. One is on SoundCloud. One is on all streaming services uh, featuring Yanni Blue, Eddie Wayne, DDM, and so much more. Um, You guys will really enjoy it. It's like an inspirational piece that I needed some motivation while I was in the desert. So I wanted to share that with y'all. So take a listen to some of my deepest inner thoughts that I experienced while being in the desert on this nomadic journey. It's available now. Check it out. I like to say that it keeps me sane, you know, like this world is crazy. Mm -hmm. This world is dark and there are a lot of, a lot of healing that everyone needs to do. But for me, I feel like I haven't lost my mind and I haven't gone off the rails because I do have my outlets, you know? And it's like, there there are moments where I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be restless and I'll be like, okay, I need to create or I'm not. It could be something as simple as I go through something traumatic. Oh my God, if you listen to my discography, you're just like, damn, what is he going on? <laughs> because it it all serves as like almost like a diary. Like you could play a song and be like, what was Javel thinking about at yeah. this point in his life? You'd be like, oh, okay. Damn, somebody broke his heart. <laughs> <laughs> damn. So like now I'm in, I'm in like, I'm understanding that my art isn't just for me as well Mm -hmm. where it's like i'm singing things that i am hoping will connect with people and help them through their own stuff yeah like you know like with apple and spotify you can see like who plays stuff and stuff like that sometimes sometimes i'll go and i'll be like what are they listening to so i could like try to gauge what i should be writing not that i try to do that too much because i want it to be as authentic as possible yeah but there was a couple of times (laughs) a few weeks ago Someone like out in the Midwest was like listening to one of them called Worth It. Okay. Which talks about you being like understanding that you're worth it and deserving of love and all this stuff. And they were playing a back to back to back to back. Wow. And I was just like, you know what? Whatever you're going through, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope real. it helps. You Shout know? out to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. So how did you end up at the Black Queer Summit? First, what made you apply? Okay. So I had literally just quit my job. Actually, I quit my job in August of 2022. I used to help co-manage and co-produce the Met Gala. Okay. Which, again, remember I told you I set out on this journey to Mm -hmm. become this person that I saw at 30. I got to manage it at 27 and 28. 29, I let it go, which is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life because it's like, damn, you are here. You are in the room. You are with the people that you have always wanted to associate yourself with. And it, yeah, it was very hard. It was very hard, but also the decision to give it up was one of those moments, again, when I'm listening to Inside and I'm like, what, what should I do? What's next? And if it's not aligning with who I am, then have to let it go yeah and in letting go weirdly enough my music did come up i won't say too much about my departure but for my music to come up in the departure it was like hmm oh wow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. i was like huh okay weaponizing my music against me cool yeah but i left and i've been freelancing and it was tough like i again stand by my decision stand by everything to, that I 
shifted within that time frame. But it was just like, okay, so what now? Like, you've been working towards this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? This is the time now to put everything into the music. This is your cue. This is the moment. So that's what I started doing. I started planning some music videos, some new music. And I don't remember whether someone shared it with me or whether I came across, I think someone shared it with me, but I literally saw the application. I was like, why not? Yeah. It couldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> I was just like, Oop, next. I um, be in mind up until the very last minute. Really? Uh, for some reason, I just, in my head, I thought that I wouldn't be accepted in it. Mm. And if I'm being so honest, mm -hmm. and I feel like I, I can be honest because we're sitting here talking, mm -hmm. but I see the sites like Native Sun and stuff yeah. like that, and I don't feel like I fit in the box of what aesthetically mm -hmm. a lot of our Black queer mm -hmm. spaces present as what it what it means to be black and queer you know what i mean so i i didn't know that i would be accepted but when i was it was just like man i'm glad i i'm glad i did that yeah and then there was the arrival how did you feel once you arrived well first of all sorry that you feel that way i appreciate that let's 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 sit in that for a minute yeah. i think that is like a real thing but also it's created within our minds as well for sure for sure <laughs> where it is real but for it's, sure it might not be as heavy and and i'll tell you for me being at the black queer summit that yeah. was one of the few times i've been able to see a spectrum of yes they did black a queerness. really like, great job age ranges yeah 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 people from everywhere it felt like college for me i went i went yeah. to hbcu and that's what it felt like like i remember being in high school and you know being a little left of center in my mm -hmm. blackness so yeah there was a feeling of being less than and then now going into queer spaces and my queerness being a little left of center and feeling less than yeah so to go to a space where it's like you black, you queer, you here, be yourself. Yeah. That yeah, felt yeah. amazing. So for me, I literally had done Fashion Week the week leading up. Wow. So I was exhausted. <laughs> I probably didn't look it, <laughs> but I was exhausted. Yeah. And I remember um, getting on the plane and having my ideas in my mind and actually even before the moment i i got the acceptance i was like okay this will be huge so how am i going to this is just the thing that i do and i hope everyone does it too but it's just like i'm like how can i get the most out of this experience yeah and so i ended up like having strategy and i was like i'm gonna walk in there with this and that and this and that and this which you know, it worked out in my favor because I don't know if you noticed, but I love clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to tell certain stories, even via my clothes. <clears throat> That's dope. I was like, every single outfit was chosen meticulously for yeah. the day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So arriving, arriving, arriving. The first thing that I do remember is immediately the openness. Yeah. I was like talking to people on the plane and you could tell that everyone, it was something that everyone needed. Yeah. Yeah. And there are different ways in which I explain the experience to people. The one that I think hits it on the head for me 
is you ever like gone to Pride and you've seen everyone so happy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then you see all the black queer kids starting to remove their stuff when it's time to go home. They're yeah. taking off the flags mm-hmm. or taking off the this. Well, to me, it felt like the antithesis of that. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like <laughs> day one, we were gay. <laughs> day two, we were gayer. <laughs> <laughs> by the last day by the last day that the building was on fire yeah like it was yeah. the energy was i That's hilarious. I, <laughs> I, I really shout out to deshaun usher and yeah. walker and yeah. everyone at glad because yeah. it's like i will probably be talking about that till the day i die you know i had the opportunity to have julian on the podcast mm. and Julian, just his words, but also mm-hmm. just his intentionality mm-hmm. about the things he does, his music, everything. Mm-hmm. It's a special person. Yeah. And I knew just him being associated with that, I knew it was going to be dope. That's good. That's good. See, that was my first introduction to them. But you can always tell, for the most part, how how an event will feel or how it will run from the top down. Mm-hmm. And immediately on arrival, I remembered I went up and said, thank you. And yeah. they both hugged me. Yeah. They ain't never met me a day in their life. And yeah. they were like, come on in. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, strategy is not going out the window. <laughs> but, you know, my guard came down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, I was so tired. And, I, and that's funny you, you, you mentioned the strategy because I definitely was like, I got these business cards. I got this. I got that. Listen. And it was like, it ain't about nothing. Hold on. It is. But also, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is. But like you said, it mm-hmm. was safe enough to you didn't have to be that 24-7. Exactly. And in fact, they welcomed that. Yeah. You know, they were like, if you need a second, mm-hmm. go to the room. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to you today <laughs> because no, I I remember um, either it was like the very very first night or the very very last night where I was waiting at my elevator. And again, my body was just like so tired. Yeah, and I just remember just breathing in and out, in and out at the elevators, <laughs> in and out. And then I was like, you know what, I got this. And the minute I said that, the doors for the elevator opened, and everyone was like. <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like this is this is everything and more than yeah, i could expect yeah, you know yeah how did you feel after the summit i felt like i went to la one person came back another i think it was the last one of the last pieces in my own personal story that would create the person that i told you that i was building yeah. for 30 so it almost felt like a birthday present. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Glad again. <laughs> Thanks for the birthday present. But it kind of felt that way because I came back and the idea of letting go of my job and even, here's another point, letting go of the idea that it was mine. Mm-hmm. Like when I applied, I literally did it and I was like, okay, cool. And that went even deeper where it was just like, yes, now I'm in this version of my life where I'm, (laughs) you know, doing the music full time. But I've also let go of the idea that it needs to happen. Man. And I think the moment 
I did 100% like I was like you know what I would love to be on the greatest stage I would love to do top tens I would love to do you know and you know I'm gonna do my best to get for there sure, for sure but I think the moment where I was just like and even if that doesn't come to me I'm okay mm-hmm. I think that opened me up to like just and I think just with what you're doing mm. just putting yourself out there you know Having a top 10 might be the easy thing to do. And really, really touching people and impacting people. Right. Is like. Priceless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's where I do want to lean to, you know, like I have different people giving me ideas all the time and telling me, oh, you should do more pop or you should do more of this. And I'm just like, if my soul and body calls for it, mm-hmm. I'll do it. It'll come. Like once in a while, I'll be like, okay, I feel in this little pop move. But people are like, but we want more. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm working off of where I am. Yeah. So if I'm not in the most poppity pop mood, I'm not going to give you a poppity pop song. Yeah. <laughs> it's James Woods, a.k.a. That Yoga Dude with Feel Free to Feel Free. How are you committed? How are you committed to your growth? your wellness, your peace, your freedom. How does your commitment show up? In your routine, your actions, your behaviors, your relationships. Let's take a moment to commit to your health, your peace, your freedom. With deep inhales, Relaxed mind and body. And the focus on the present. Staying committed to being here in this moment. With relaxation, peace, healing in every breath. Let's take a deep inhale to the nose. Relax, release. Breathe in through the nose. Fill up the lungs, the belly, and let it all go. Stay focused on the breath. Feeling the calm in the body. Stay focused on the present moment. breath here and come back to the breath as always feel free to feel free and namaste peace how do you keep your integrity as an artist without giving in to like you said people wanting different things from you like how do you stay true to what is true to javel just say no <laughs> if i don't feel it i just say no i'll be like i'm sorry yeah. no i can't do that no and a lot of us tend to attach opportunity as like this like big thing like oh my god if i miss this i'll never get another chance again no i'll say no and it may circle back and if it circle back it might be even better yeah yeah that's dope
And kind of going back to the Black Queer Summit, because just as we've been mm-hmm. able to connect, what do you see as far as like building community outside of the summit and continuing that that flow of community? So for me, I am very big on community. Mm-hmm. You were at the party. And someone else who was at the party, I don't remember who it was. Oh, I do remember who it was. Do you remember Roman King? Yes. So he came up to me and he was just like, damn, you like love, love. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, there's just, you know, a lot of people here. And then that kind of like sparked me to think like, oh, wow, you, you're right. These are people from like literally different stages yeah. of my life. Like <laughs> it was the high school crew, the crew that I worked over here with, the crew that I worked over here with. Like all the way to here. the most present. Exactly. That's beautiful. And so for me, community, like sustaining it is very, very, very important to me. Yeah. In fact, I literally think that's why we're here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the idea of just like, obviously personal growth and growing and stuff like that, but also helping each other. Yeah. I help you, I help, I help you suffer less. <laughs> you help me <laughs> suffer less. That's real. That's <laughs> you real. know? But yeah, no, it's very big for me. That's dope. That's dope. And my last question for Mm -hmm. this segment is, what's next for you creatively? So I am currently planning my next music video, which again, I'm kind of like weird when I do like weird poetic stuff, even with myself. (laughs) So like uh, this month will make six years since I started my musical journey. And so I'm planning on dropping the music video on the same day that I dropped the very, 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 very first one. And also the, the, the song that I'm doing it for is called Dreaming. So yeah. the idea of just like not giving up on the dream and continuing and continuing. So that's what's next. <laughs> and I am writing new music. Uh, it's I try to test myself vocally, uh, lyrically. So for me new projects i always ponder on them quite a bit before i even like get going or once i do it's just like okay done yeah (laughs) so there's new music coming there's a new visuals coming and also i'm praying i'm praying but i've been working on this manuscript um with writer's house okay for the past 13 years oh wow um i literally got an email this morning that they're gonna have the interns look at it so i'm just like hey i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> so hopefully hopefully you just got an exclusive and i get published okay. next year <laughs> so look, hopefully. I'm, I'm looking forward to when you are published <laughs> so i can resurface this clip right i'm serious i'm gonna be like what's i had a first <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so cool mm-hmm. so javel this next segment of the show is called ask me a question and it's where i give the listeners the mm-hmm. opportunity to ask us questions oh, and i had a perfect. couple of them sent in the first one was from all that in a bag of chips on instagram i love that babe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the question is what goals do you have for 2024 like what are you excited about for 2024 Mm. well i just told you the main one which is finally put this uh manuscript to rest and you know what's so funny i can literally pull it up on my phone hold on on. (laughs) let's do this really really quick take two seconds okay 
So I want to help my younger cousin launch a website. Oh, this one's a little personal. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and write more music with my friend. That's really dope. Yeah. That's really dope. I haven't written mine out yet. That is what I plan on doing this week. But my biggest one mm. is I want to spend time outside of the country. And I'm mm. starting with Mexico. So I'm looking at January for Mexico to spend like a month, possibly two. Oh, period. Yeah, but, yeah I feel ready to explore more of the world. Mm. I love that. I appreciate that. Thank you all that in the bag of chips for that question. <laughs> I'm just going to keep laughing at that. Day all day. <laughs> I had a second question. Mm -hmm. The person you are today, would your 10-year-old and 20-year-old self believe that you are who you are? <laughs> My 10-year-old self? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've always been a dreamer. Like, even yeah. younger. <laughs> Five-year-old me, three-year-old me would be like, yeah, he's going to be popping, bro. What yeah. are you talking about? 20-year-old me, not so much. 20-year-old yeah. me would have been like, we we here <laughs> right yeah, yeah we're doing it oh yeah. wow you know so i agree with that i i think the 10 year old version of me and and i appreciate you sharing that first because yeah that 10 year old version of me like everything that i'm doing right now mm -hmm. is what i was doing as a kid making up songs recording myself playing basketball so by the way shout out to desert thought right oh i appreciate that it's, it's on repeat I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, I would definitely, but my 20-year-old, no. Yeah. Like, I think my 20-year-old would be intrigued by the person I am, mm. but also afraid to be this free. Hmm. Nice. Well, hold on. Piggybacking on the word free. Mm -hmm. So I know you've been trying to figure out a, a name for uh, your supporters. <laughs> yeah, I'll be listening. And Yanni said, the let go earth, which I do like it. I really do. But I think like when we're talking about the art of letting go, it's it's the most freeing thing in the world. Yeah. And so maybe consider the free people. You heard it here first. Okay. You know what? <laughs> we don't have to have a debate about this. So, so everybody, so two episodes ago, my friend told me straight up, self-healer sounds lame. Which is cool. Which is cool. I'll I'll, I'll let go self healers. Johnny did say let goers. Which people is cute. Like that one. But free people, I like that. We gonna have to do a little vote. We gonna have yeah, to vote yeah, yeah. and see what the people think. <laughs> I like that. And my last question in the mm -hmm. segment, it came from my sister actually. Oh, and, uh, come on, family. Yeah. So <laughs> the question was, who was the first person you came out to, and why? Mm. And actually, she was the first person I came out to. And it was because, I think because mm. my connection to her, I felt so close and I mm -hmm. felt so not judged in that space that I knew regardless of whatever I shared, I would be supported. And I felt yeah. confident in knowing that I would be supported. So I didn't, I didn't feel afraid. Yeah. So the first person that I like actually said it to, I don't know what happened, but we are no longer friends. But I remember, so I'm very direct. Yeah. <laughs> like almost too direct sometimes. <laughs> so I remember we were, we were watching like this dance recital. And I remember I kept looking at the guy, the girl, the guy, the girl, the guy. And I literally just turned 
I literally just turned to, to her and I was like, I think I'm bi. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there was a level of like safety there, yeah. but I was just like, that, 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 that. Okay, boom. Yeah. This is what it is. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Thank you for that question. And our last segment is called Five Questions of Freedom. Okay. So I'm going to ask you five questions and you can respond in any way that you would like. Okay. So the first <clears throat> question is New York summer or New York winter? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go with New York winter. Okay. I love, I love, I love, I love winters here. Okay. Less I'm, people. I'm, I'm getting used to it. It's a it's a bit cold for me. I wasn't prepared. I've been having to borrow clothes and stuff. But you know, I'm making it work. Listen, one, the fashion's better. It is. And two, again, less people on the street. I love when there's less people on the street. You know what I really appreciate about the fashion in New York? Uh, it's not about the labels. It's really about how you wear it. Like in, oh, in LA, yeah. everybody is label, label, label. Really? Yeah. But out here, it's like. It's about the look. Yeah, it's about the vibe. What yeah. you're trying to like. Yeah. yeah. Second question. Mm -hmm. Azalea Banks or Nicki Minaj? I'm going to give it to Nicki. Okay. And you know what's crazy? I'm not even a bar. <laughs> okay. But to see what she has done yeah. and continues to do, yeah. you, can't, you can't help but be like, wow, you saw, you came, you saw, you conquered. Yeah. Period. So I'm a late Azalea fan, <laughs> and I've been, a, like, something about her is just so captivating to me. Like, like it's almost like I, I you can't You want to know what it is? It's like, they say that certain people have it. I think everyone has it, but a very few of us actually tap into what it is. Yeah. And I think she's tapped into what yeah. she is, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's like, even when it may be something that if you saw somebody else do, it might look corny. Mm -hmm. But something about when she does it, I'm just drawn <laughs> in. Yeah, because she she really is doing it because yeah. that's who she is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Shout uh, out to both, though. No, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Third question. Mm -hmm. If you could work with anybody, dead or alive, who would you work with? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> At least the last one of the question was, who would you like to meet? At least <laughs> now you hit me with the work. <laughs> Damn, that's such a hard question. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to say, duh, but Beyonce, I would love to work with Beyonce. And I, I can see you working with her on everything from the music to the look to yeah, everything. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I've met certain people on her team. Not her yet. <laughs> like, like, I got to interview her stylist back in the day. Oh, that's dope. I got to attend. Oh, my God. My publicist is black, which was hosted by her publicist. Wow. And it's funny, not many people can say this, but I made Beyonce's publicist cry in a good way. <laughs> Literally, um, of course, you know, she attends the Met with her every yeah. year. And there was my very, very first year that I did it. I remembered that she, her van pulled up and her van pulled up and she hopped out. And of course, the crowd is going, Beyonce, Beyonce. And in the midst of that, they were also yelling, Yvette! <laughs> so I'm like, who is this Yvette? Well, like, clearly she is very powerful. <laughs> the beehive is wild. No, for real. <laughs> and flash forward, we're in the same room with each other. And 
also I interned at Ebony Magazine. And okay. I remember the night before she dropped, was it Beyonce? Everyone was like, Yvette's being weird. I think Beyonce <laughs> about to drop something. So the name kept coming up and I was just like, okay, so I must meet this woman. Yeah. Flash forward, we're in the same room. I'm telling her the stories. As I'm telling her this story, she starts crying. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good cry, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> sorry. That's hilarious. That's memorable. Still on though. the team though. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> oh man. My fourth question mm -hmm. is what advice would you give to 17 year old Javel? Oh, honestly, none. Yeah. I would, I would literally exactly how things played out is exactly how I would want them to play out. That's dope. Even the bad stuff. <laughs> That's dope. Honestly, that might be one of my favorite answers I've heard so far. Yeah. And what's a reminder? It's the last question. What's mm -hmm. a reminder you want to give to future JaVale? Whenever you feel lost, whenever you can't hear, be still. Be still. Always check your ego. And you got it. That's dope. That's dope. Javelle, where can the people find you? Where can they find the music? Um, well, it's on all streaming platforms. It's J-E apostrophe V-E-L. And you can find me on Instagram. I really am trying to get off of Instagram. <laughs> I really am. It's 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 I'm trying to move completely off of social me media too. into more like I want to connect directly with people that want to connect with me, newsletter, yeah. stuff like that. But social media. Don't get is, me wrong. I understand that it's a useful tool. For That's sure. Why I'm for sure. Always checking my DMs because people do find me that way. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh my God, you get on. And then next thing you know, you're interacting and you're just catching up on people's lives. And I don't think we're supposed to be that tapped in all the time. And I think, I think that we lose just like human connection because now I'm sitting here with you already done. I know everything you did. So what are yeah. we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, but if you do, <laughs> Bash is Instagram. But if you do <laughs> want to follow me, it is J-E period V-E-L. <laughs> That's what's up. JaVel, I appreciate you so much for coming through. <laughs> I really do. Like this, this was fun. And I look. I look forward to just connecting with you more. I really same, do. same. Yeah. It's I. I think maybe I could add that to a previous question that you asked. What I'm looking forward to do next year is just again cultivate those relationships yeah. and see where they go and see how we could essentially help each other flourish. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Javelle. Thank you. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Mike Brown, and this is the Art of Letting Go. Peace. New York. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, as well as leave a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and write in the comments. Great show. You know, whatever you write. <laughs> I do read the comments. Other people do as well. And, uh, you know, we just want to keep the conversations going. If you would like to further support the show, we do have a Patreon where I do share exclusive content, exclusive music, exclusive episodes, exclusive. So I would love if y'all signed up for the Patreon. There's a link in the bio as well as uh, signing up for the newsletter. Like I said, I'm getting off of social media slowly. I'm progressively making my exit 
off of social media. And I would love if you guys join me on my journey with my newsletter. You can sign up for that as well. That's all I got for you guys. Please send in your questions. I love getting questions from you all, whether we answer them on the podcast or we answer them in the newsletter. I love to respond to your questions. I thank you all so much for being here. And this is Mike Brown. And this is the art of letting go. Keep letting go. Peace.